Saffron, uh, perhaps a controversial question. In essence, the NHS has the most generous settlement of the upcoming spending review. How should it be sharing that money and kind of where should it be directing it um, to get the most out of it and to level up? So, well, that is a challenging question. Um, I think that um, so I think that what we've got in train at the moment is is um, a process of moving towards um, system working. So um, integrated care systems is the jargon, but you know it's essentially um, a set of local organisations, including health, including local government, including the voluntary sector, coming together to identify need and to deliver services on on the basis of that need. So I think we are moving in that direction and I think that's the right direction of travel. I think that in that sense, we, we are already seeing actually in the best of the ICSs which are already up and running, we, we see a, a kind of distribution of that investment across different places and different needs. So if you go to um, if you go to Yorkshire where they've got some of the best ICSs working, you will see that voluntary sector and local government services um, are, are very extensively supported to deliver for the whole health and well-being of, of the community because they are closest to the people and they understand those needs and they work with health services more in the background to give them the infrastructure support. So, you know, we are seeing places where, where some of this is happening. I think that it, it's also fair to say that the interdependence between the NHS and other public services is huge. I mean, it's a bit of a, a cliche, but we would always say, you know, if you cut social care, then the NHS bleeds and vice versa, because we know that there is, you know, that they are so intertwined in terms of the services that they provide to each other, as well as providing to the individuals that, that they are caring for. And it is absolutely critical that that we think really carefully, not just about how the NHS is funded, but also about how local government is funded. And I think one of the most, you know, if 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 I were if I were Michael Gove for the day, what I would say is let's reform local government funding and local government financing because we'd we'd move. I don't have the solution for that, but I know it's something that desperately needs looking at. You know, I worked in local government 20 years ago um, and it needed doing then and it wasn't done. And it, it, it certainly hasn't got better, frankly. And if we're talking about levelling up, if we if we base a funding base for a particular local service on the level of revenue that it can create locally, then we're never going to level up properly because richer places get more income, poorer places get less income. And it, it's quite a simple equation. So, you know, there are there are wider, more fundamental elements that we need to look at. But going back to the question in hand, I just wanted to get that point in, frankly. Um, but going back to the question in hand, it's really, really important that we recognise that that health understands its role as an anchor institution within local communities, as a local employer, as a local procurer, as part of local systems that are working to both treat ill health, but also to prevent ill health and also to think about health and well-being. I think one of the most shocking statistics that that comes up now is that essentially, you know, there is the disparity in terms of of life expectancy 
that we see within different regions and we see within different groups of people. So we know, you know, in the north, in parts of the northwest, life expectancy is much shorter, as, as was previously alluded to. We also know that people with different conditions. So if you have a mental health illness, then it, if you have a severe mental health illness, then your, your life expectancy could be shortened by anything up to 20 years. That is massive. That is absolutely massive. And then the other thing we also know is that overall life expectancy in this country has stalled. So we aren't lengthening people's lives now. Um, and obviously I don't want to see people's lives lengthened if there's no quality of life, but I think as an indicator, that is also quite shocking. So perhaps, you know, there's a there's a sense of of not just thinking about this levelling up, but thinking about where we're at in terms of overall performance as well after a decade where things have been incredibly challenging, incredibly challenging.